Hello, everybody, and welcome to Philip and Friends, a podcast hosted by me, Philip Carl Kostoletsky. This is a podcast where I invite friends of mine, uh, either people I want to be friends with or people I've been friends with for a while, or just people I generally like. And we talk about their life through the friendships uh, that got them to where they are today. It's a fun podcast. It's quite interesting. At the end, you have, uh, you have a chance to uh, see what listeners have submitted to the podcast in our Friend in Need section. And you can also submit uh, to the podcast yourself. Uh, I'll explain all that uh, towards the end. Uh, if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. My guest today is the very funny and very hilarious Romanian comedian, Radu Isaac, who's sitting across from me here. As you can see, uh, he's waving. Uh, for those who have uh, paid to the Patreon, you get the full episode as a video. He's a fantastic comedian. Uh, I've always liked to stand up. I've always thought he has a very funny, interesting, sometimes cynical take on the world. And I think he's going to be a great podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Philip and his friends, oh, Philip has friends. Why don't you come spend some good time with them? Philip and friends. A podcast. Welcome to the podcast. It's Radu Isaac in the studio with me. Hello, Radu. Hi, thanks for having me, Philip. No nice worries. To... Thanks uh, for being have had. Um, it's lovely to have you. How are you today? Absolutely. Yeah, pretty good. I take it like as, as a big compliment on like another, another comedian. No, the, the, the podcast is about friends. Do you want yeah. to be my friend? That's also... Do you, um, do you want to be my friend? We can be friends. We can be friends. I like yeah. that there's, um, <laughs> there's a little bit of attitude towards that. Well, we can be friends if you play your cards right. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Are you okay today? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. It's kind of early for me. I feel like I feel like you get up at this hour way more often than I do. What twelve o'clock? <laughs> yeah, well, you. What, I, what time I got I got up got at eight thirty today. Eight thirty. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, you've you've been awake for for longer than I have. Yeah. Have uh, how long you been awake for? An hour. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good to to get out of the house pretty quickly after I quickly. after I wake up. Yeah. Um, what is your morning routine? I yeah. don't really. I, sometimes if I, I either don't do anything for like six hours, <laughs> <laughs> or, or I or I or I put on my shoes and get out the door. It, do you? Um, which one do you find is more productive? Uh, definitely the the putting the, on the shoes. But basically, what I put on these days, I kind of only if I need to catch like a plane or a train, I do that. Or if yeah. I can come to like a podcast. What do, you, what do you do in your six hours of nothing? I just YouTube, <laughs> and then sometimes I take a bath. <laughs> 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 I, I try to kind of, I do, I manage to get like a, like two hours of laying in bed after I wake up and, yeah. then, and then I either need to go to the living room and kind of be on the couch for another hour or two. And after that, I need to go to sit in, the, in a bath for like an hour or two. I you need to. Yeah, I can't be like in the same place for six hours. At least you're active have... in your laziness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I don't, I don't. And how long can you keep this pattern of going? Of, of doing no nothing. Oh, I can. Like during the pandemic, I didn't really get bored. Yeah, like I, I feel like I could have done like another couple of months easily. Really? Yeah. Was there nothing? Is there nothing in you that goes like, oh come on, I need to, I need to? Is there no like human biological need to just be moving? No, <laughs> but then I I can get stuff done on my phone and like on my like I still feel like yeah. my life is moving forward. Sometimes I just ask. Sometimes just somebody asks me up for a gig and I kind of say okay. And I feel like okay, I've done something. But that's two seconds. That's two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the sense of accomplishment, I mean, the sense that I know that the the twelfth of May night is now sorted. 
The I sense of accomplishment a of, of a two-second text can get you for hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, <laughs> have you ever had... And like, that's why I wanted to be a comedian, and I feel like I'm just... I, I don't I don't want to let myself feel guilty for that because that was the initial plan. Okay, that's... <laughs> that's, you know, that's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm very, I'm very excited to have you uh, on the podcast because, like I said, I'm a very big fan of your stand-up. I think a lot of people are. Thank I you, feel like you're a, you're a comedian that a lot of... You're kind of a comedian's comedian, but also an audience's comedian as well. Like people, okay. like there's one thing like audiences like you, but I feel like other comedians look at you and go like, oh, that's great. You had a fantastic bit about the furlough scheme in the UK, which I really enjoy, which you can check online. Uh, if you live in the UK, uh, it's great. And even if you don't, there are probably similar schemes that all worked out great. And you actually have a bit of stand-up. This is what I like to do at the start. I like to introduce the, uh, the, the comedian, the guest, at least through how I know them. Okay. And you have a brilliant, actual bit about stand-up, about friendship. Okay. Uh, which I like how you're saying, okay, as if I'm telling you this for the first time, <laughs> that you have a bit of stand-up about friendship. Uh, and it's basically about how when you moved to the UK, uh, you had only like a few groups of friend, uh, friends, and then you kind of... Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, uh, looking to make friends now that I'm here. I appreciate it. <laughs> you have to, when you're kind of new in a country, that's a step. You have to build friendships, relationships, to start feeling comfortable. I like to compare making friends to like uh, growing a forest. I have three clues about it. I have to make five new friends before I can tell an old one to fuck off. <laughs> I, have, I have like three friends now in the UK. Ugh, two of them I don't really like. <laughs> You can't be picky with your first batch. <laughs> you can't really have one that has like a rotten tooth. Every time he smiles, he just reminds me that I need to get new friends. <laughs> Not pleasant to hang around with. Yeah, so there's, when I was a kid, so, uh, there was something like in the forest, like if you go to the forest next to my town, there were like little motivational sort of plaques. And <laughs> was that, that one of them? That was one of them, like plant, plant you have to plant uh, five trees before yeah. you cut down one tree. Yeah. And that's basically where the joke came from. Really? That's interesting. And I like how you looked at trees and then you thought, yeah, this applies to people. As well. <laughs> um, I, I was new here and yeah, it, it did apply to that. Did you, uh, did, is that actually true about the UK? Did you have like a first batch of friends when you moved here? I, I don't want to say that because it's like insulting because I don't really reply to them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like the first time it's like whoever you meet, you still need to kind of sort of interact yeah. with people. So whoever you meet, you kind of go, okay, yeah. let's, let's interact again in a, in a week and a half. Yeah. But then you kind of you kind of know this, this you kind of as you talk to them I kind of <laughs> <laughs> everything you say like if if I started disagreeing with everything you're saying you're yeah. saying right now we're gonna have a fight within twenty minutes yeah so you just kind of go th you just kind of go through the motions yeah go through keep... the motions finish the coffee yeah say I hope that works out for you <laughs> 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 I don't think you're gonna be happy but <laughs> also I don't want to get involved. Um, so then, uh, let's um, let's get a little uh, picture of your life. Let's put your life in a bit of context. That's okay. what I like to do at the start. Um, so you were born in Romania. In Romania, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, how old are you, by the way? I'm uh, 35. 35. And you were born where in Romania? In uh, Vaslui. That's the name of the town. It's Vaslui. A, it's a small town, like the close to the border with Moldavia. Yeah. And um, was is it like a small rural town, or is it like almost like a almost a city, or is it very it's much a town? I would say if if uh, if it was in the UK, it would be like almost a city, but because it's in Romania, it's a small rural town. But like population size wise, yeah. it would be considered a city here. 
Yeah. But then number of cows wise. But <laughs> 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 like, yeah, it's just, it, it's not, it, it, Infrastructure wise, it was very rural looking. Yeah, infrastructure wise, it's, uh, we still had like plumbing and shit. Oh yeah, that's uh, you have plumbing. We have plumbing. Wow, so developed. You have plumbing. And uh, in Romania, the rural cities when I was the rural uh, yeah. areas when I was growing up, I'm gonna say like ninety percent of them didn't have plumbing. Yeah. And now it's like oh my god, it's, uh, we've done like seventy six percent of them. So yeah. Wow, what a what a turnaround. That's uh, it's pretty weird. good. Uh, so you grew up uh, grew up there. I remember you grew up in what time period politically. In Romania, I grew up right, uh, right as the revolution happened. Yeah, I sort of, I, I, I was like a toddler when the revolution happened, and then yeah. I grew up like, uh, so I spent the '90s, which the '90s was a big transition era. Yeah, we had like, we had, uh, we had friends and and like Will and Grace and shit on TV in Romania. Yeah. So it's still f- uh, like on TV, it seemed like the 90s that yeah. everybody was li- living. Yeah. But for Romania, the 90s was, <laughs> was just inflation. Like every, every three years, the, all, all money would lose value completely. So it was like a very disorganized sort of... Was Friends still like funny? Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In Romania, because obviously, the, um, if you're talking about like crazy inflation, I mean, maybe this sounds like horribly, uh, horribly prejudiced, but um, if inflation is crazy and these are all sort of problems that Friends doesn't tackle any of these issues at all. But then, when, it, when you're a kid, yeah. and it's and it's still escapism, and yeah. and yeah, when you're a kid, you just sort of and you and there's still like attractive people that are going to have sex eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so I didn't care that before. much about <laughs> inflation. So, uh, who was your favorite character in Friends then? Uh, I, w- I wasn't like the hugest Friends fan, I would say. Maybe Joey. Joey? Yeah, I would say Joey, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so you grew up uh, in that time. What were you like as a kid growing up? Uh, I, th- I think I was kind of a difficult child, but yeah. I kind of just felt like everybody was a difficult person. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, I think I... I, I don't know. I need to... I need to do more, more self-reflecting to to come to the conclusion that there was di- a difficult child. Right now, I still feel like there was just a shit ton of difficult adults around me. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Sorry, I think I blanked out for a second. Okay, you were you were a difficult child. Yeah, I was. A, but you just felt all the adults around you were difficult. Yeah, I don't think I felt like I was a rational child and in and, an irrational world. In an irrational world. That's. Exactly. Um, do you yeah. think you might have also been like a narcissistic child in a uh, in a, an irrational world? Maybe I was like the, I was like the the little kid. Yeah. So was, I have like a sister. So the fact that I was like the little brother, I th- I think I never really uh, gave that mentality uh, up when I was on. I sort of left the f- the family. Yeah. I was still so, I I still felt like the little brother. And come on, people, please uh, pay more attention to me. <laughs> Did your sister get a lot of attention then? No, I, I got more attention. You got more attention. I think I'm not sure, but that's what I think. Maybe she thinks the same because I got like I feel like I only met my sister when I was like. 15 really yeah, yeah up until then we would kind of like we, we, we would chat but we would mostly ignore each other we would like kids are selfish so we, I didn't up until I was like nine I almost didn't know I had a sister we lived in a three-bedroom apartment I think we shared the bed I, I still didn't know she existed <laughs> what was it what was it at 15 did you just become mature enough to actually engage in a relationship with her I think yeah, enough things happened that, that now I, the, her character <laughs> formed better in my mind. Um, that's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, do you know, I've, I relate to that a little bit. I, not, not entirely, but I felt growing up that I kind of wasn't aware of anything that was kind of happening in my life. Yeah. Um, like my parents got divorced and I knew I felt sad about that. 
and I kind of knew who I was and I knew I had feelings, but none of it sort of clicked. It, it like I had all these parts of my life, but all of it just confused me. And I sort of, I sort of didn't even realize I was a person maybe until about like 15, 16, maybe even 18, okay. that I was just like a person alive. I think like there was a, a lot of kids probably feel like very oblivious to the, to the world around them. It's only when you get older that your brain is mature enough to go like, oh, this is this okay. is consciousness. Yeah, before that, you just kind of, things happen around you and you're yeah. trying to survive. Yeah. And what am I going to say now? Yeah. <laughs> Were you funny as a kid? I think I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, a, I don't want to say class, I was either the class clown or the class asshole. Or like a, <laughs> the class a fine line. person. <laughs> yeah, that's a fine line. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, so then, let's talk about friendship then. Who was sure. your first friend growing up? So I'm going to, I think I had some, fr so I would, I would I used to spend like summers with, with grandparents. So yeah. I had some friends there. Yeah. I don't really n remember their name. Yeah. I would say maybe Ovidio and Ramona. That's like Romanian friends. What That's, were their names? I think Ovidio, he was like a dude, but Ovidio? I'm not like a hundred percent sure. Yeah. I think he was older than me, but somehow like a very short kid. <laughs> I think he was something like five years older when. But yet he felt like a year older because of his height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's sort of. I always had like I I always had like more mature people in my life. Like all my girlfriends have usually been like way older than I yeah. am. So I think maybe that's that comes from there. Was that because how older how much older is your sister? My sister is just one year old. Oh, okay. I always felt like I had older friends in my life. Um growing up as well. But I always felt that as well. My siblings were so much older than me. I had three siblings all older than me. Yeah. And then I was also, I'm born in October, but for some reason I got pushed into the year ahead. Yeah. So I was, you know, it's one of those things where technically I was the same age as everyone else, but because the school year is how you live your life, I would, I would turn like whatever, nine, and my uh, classmates would be like, why are you a year younger than everyone else? It's like, <laughs> it's the same, it's not the same academic year, but it's the same actual year. Okay. Was, when, when, when are you born? Uh, June. Oh, okay, but that's not it then. So I don't know. Yeah, sometimes my, my birthday would be in the summer. Would be in the in yeah. the summer vacation. So you had these um, you had these friends in the summer house. Okay, yeah. The summer uh, grandparents' my, my house. My grandparents' house. Yeah. Were you taller than everybody else? Me. When you, when you were younger. Was I taller than everyone else? Uh, not initially. Okay. And then I grew, and then when I was like fifteen, when I was fourteen, fifteen, I was much I was taller than other people. I wasn't the tallest though. I've always been tall, but never like ridiculously tall. Okay. So I think people have been like, oh, you're tall, and then that's it. But I've always been skinny and lanky as well. Okay. So it doesn't really mean anything. You know, if you're tall and buff, I think that's like impressive. But if you're just like a little twig, I think. I like to I like to compare it to like being very smart. It's sort of everybody kind of thinks it's great, but in reality, yeah. you just kind of look down and feel like you guys seem to have to been having a lot of fun <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really funny. That's like your other joke about um about happiness that you like you give if someone's too happy you give them the same advice that you would if someone were crying yeah like look at the bigger picture and you'll stop <laughs> it's uh it's great um so so then did you have no friends not so, at your grandparents house so then I, the, uh, my grandparents house and then my uh, I, I used i lived in like a block of flats yeah but i, I was kind of like the my parents were a bit snobbish so i didn't really hang out with like so it was like a big culture of hanging out with people uh, in the in the block uh, in in your block of fr uh, flats yeah like kids your age, but I I was kind of like uh, half snubbing them, half they were snubbing me. I don't know what the situation was. So there was so much potential for friendship. Yeah, yeah. and you just didn't give it a go. Just went over. Yeah, yeah, there was sort of like there was nothing. Did I, you not have any ambition to hang out with them? Not really. And then I I had some other friends from uh, from school and yeah. kindergarten. Yeah. And and they lived like three blocks of flats away. But then like in 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 this in in the when you're eight year olds 
three blocks of flats away. It just seems like another world. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I had a couple of friends from there, but yeah. I just had like I, I remember just having like two. There in that block of flats, there was like a group of thirty people. Yeah. I wanna say. And uh, and uh, I I would be friends with like three of them. Yeah. And just awkward with the other seventeen. <laughs> just I felt 20, like twenty seven. Yeah, the twenty seven. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember the initial number. Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, that's funny. I um I feel bad that you had all this potential for friends. Did it bother? Have you ever looked back in your life and you thought, oh, imagine if I would have been friends with all those people? Do you think you'd be happier? No, kind of once in a while I just kind of go. I need like a friendlier person in my life, and then I get them, and then I sort of very quickly. Kind of want them, <laughs> want to push them away. So do you like having like shittier friends or, I l- or people with a bit of edge to them? I like yeah, people that are a bit, a bit weird, people that sort of yeah, yeah, people that something interesting is gonna happen. Yeah, I don't like people that they know the order of the world. Yeah, and okay, now we're they doing follow the, the rules. Yeah, follow what, the what level of interesting are we talking? About? Are we talking about interesting like fucking getting arrested? Interesting? Or are we talking interesting like? Like just something weird is gonna happen, and the whole room is gonna be like, "What the hell?" Exactly, and any sort of outlier. <laughs> it can be like Nobel Prize or or serial something bad. <laughs> I'm just kind of I want to talk to them. <laughs> if you're like anything else in between, I'm not really interested. Not interested. That's fine. I bought fine. a new iPhone today. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I remember when I, I think when I bought my new iPhone, I told you about it, and I think I now I realize looking back on it, you're probably like, oh, not this dude. And now he's just inviting me to go on his podcast. Oh God. When I first met you, I really thought you were like the poshest sort of because you. I did the Eastern European night, yeah. and you didn't sound Eastern European. Yeah. And I have, I have like a bit pet, and but you did have a couple of jokes of, of shitting on, on on Slovenia. Yeah. And I have like a bit pet, a bit of pet people who have never lived in that country. Yeah. But have somehow like a grandparent from that yeah. country, and they feel like okay, now I'm gonna write 20 minutes of material yeah, shitting yeah. on that country from a British point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and but that's I, fine now. So I thought I, I put you in that ca- category when I first met you. That's perfectly uh, fair. I have I have lived in Slovenia though. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. But also, you had I, I know you had to tell me that like six times before I remembered <laughs> it. <laughs> I kept kind of I kept I think the first time you told me, I just flat out didn't believe you. <laughs> Oh, this guy's a showbiz guy. Uh, And then eventually I started, okay, probably. Do you know, all I heard from that sentence was, this guy's a showbiz guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll take it. I'll take it, honey. That's a compliment, right? It's a compliment, yeah. Okay. I um, I feel it's not like... gonna be a compliment when you when you're ha- when you're gonna have been in show business for like thirty. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's move on from elementary school, high okay. school. Were you popular? So uh, in high, I don't know. It was like a weird thing. I think I was sort of well liked in my class, but I wasn't really. Yeah. So the way the way high school works in Romania is just like thirty people, and you and you spend that. So it's basically I know in America you just kind of go from a, from one class to another. Yeah. In in Romania it's like thirty students and it's like a, a the teacher comes in. Yeah. So you stay in the same room the whole day. Same room, same chair. Oh. Which I kind of liked. I had like my own sort of get up there. I was like in, in the last sort of row. I could just lean back and sort of. And uh, I wonder where your attitude of laying around the house came from and <laughs> <laughs> not moving. I uh, used to go. Yeah. So towards like high, I was also like uh, skipping school a lot. So. Yeah. Towards the second part of high school, I barely went. Were you not scared of skipping school? Because I would never skip school growing up. But like, even, I, I went through the punishments and then like all the punishments finished. Yeah. Like, there's a finite number of Rep- things that adults can, <laughs> can do, do to you. you. That's and funny. it's like, okay, now I'm free, I guess. <laughs> what did you do some, when some you... Some big hurdles <laughs> there when I was like 14, but other than that. What did you do when, you're, when you bunked off school? Ah, I fucking love it. So I, I just remembered once that the, the one class was... So I usually... 
I was part of the uh, I'm gonna say like the 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 troubled kids. Yeah. But I wouldn't I wasn't part of the people skipping school. I was just kinda my argument was just stay there and have fun and yeah. just and just shit on the teacher and heck I was like heckling a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically. <laughs> and uh one day just the teacher didn't show up and I went and I played pool and I loved that <laughs> that hour so much that I just was addicted instantly. To playing pool. To, to just, just being being school. somewhere else yeah yeah, yeah. and that. What, what else did you so the playing the pool was the playing the pool that hour playing pool was that like one of the greatest hours of your life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so yeah. what was it about what was it about the playing pool was it just the freedom just the feeling the, like an adult and just the fact that you know when just the fact that I, I knew like all my sort of Pavlovian sort of instincts yeah. went into I know right now I should be stressed and uncomfortable in a chair and yeah. I'm not and this is fantastic. Oh yes. And I'm like and to be like a kid and out in the world and then just so I did that for a while but then for I, w- I would just kind of go and like uh, go shopping not buy anything. Yeah. But just me and a friend going through the stores yeah. and going through the adult wo- uh, world sort of cuz it's like a world you don't really get to see the 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 11 11 a.m. Uh, on a Tuesday. Yeah. As a, as a kid you never see that. Yes, exactly. So it's yeah, it's very fascinating. And then you go to like little restaurants, little pubs. Yeah. And then yeah. Oh, that sounds just There's something the about that that just like um it just uh, it just sounds like a little like fun cartoon or like a fun a youthful film. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. And eventually, uh, and afterwards, sort of trying, I sort of started to to just do more and more absurd things. Yeah. So I would just go play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> like at one point, we had a barbecue <laughs> close to like a friend's school. <laughs> so just anything that could come up to mind. What do you think was the most absurd thing you did then when you when you got off school? So I'd say, yeah, the, the, the bar, sometimes... The barbecue sounds insane, because that's planning. There's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I would, go, would get drunk sometimes, and then would come back, back to, school to school very completely, completely shit-faced. <laughs> and then sometimes I would just... I, I just remember I would just have, like, a feud with the teacher, and I kind of would go, like, fuck it, I'm not showing up for your class anymore. Yeah. So I, w- I would always, always have to, okay, so Tuesdays... From uh, from uh, from one to two, from like no one to two, I would go home. Yeah, the class is finished at like two. So yeah. if it was just in the middle, from like ten to eleven, yeah. I'm always free. So I, I would always I would ask all my friends, let's let's go hang out, and they would kind of skip one class, but they couldn't skip like five of them in the yeah. row. So eventually, I would kind of run out of friends. Yeah, but it, I, I even like the adventure of finding another person to get to, get to skip school with. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was I did my I did my driving classes during school. <laughs> <laughs> I just a dude came and picked me up from school. I and he got, didn't think anything of it. Did he ever ask? I, first time he kind of said, what are you doing? And second, no, 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 I never go to biology class. <laughs> how, did, driving. how did you do in the end? Did you do well at school? Or? Uh, I uh, I finished. You finished. <laughs> it was like a weird thing. I was also... Uh, I, I, I had people like either liking me or either really hating me. So yeah. I, I do remember... Uh, so to to pass you have to get like a five to and then the best grade is like a ten. Yeah. And uh, I remember one year I had my my uh, my uh, G point something. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Uh, my G- av- grade point average. Yeah. GPA. GPO or something. GPO. Yeah. GPA. I was like seven point five. Yeah. Because I had like literally half of them was like ten <laughs> and like half of them fives. Yeah. And I was so happy about that. Like that was the perfect score sheet. I, the most perfect score sheet. That's I ever actually had. you know what? That's not. I mean, not very encouraging for kids listening. But <laughs> there is something to be said. If it's all off of a grade point average, that's how you pass. If you need to like. Then there is something to be said about skipping the classes you don't like and just really focusing on the ones you do. I think so, yeah. 
I, I was I was kind of good in maths, and yeah. that sort of and that sort of allowed me to to yeah. to. So sometimes you have some competitions, and mm-hmm. get sort of to get ready for that competition, you yeah. just kind of get time off uh, time off school. Oh, nice! And again, it was so much time. <laughs> like I, I was so bored of playing pool at one yeah. point. Like even now to this day, I I, I I can only play pool if I just hit as hard as I can and just get anger out. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to Philip and Friends, a podcast. If you like the podcast, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, the first 20 Patreon subscribers only pay £5, but they get the premium Patreon subscription membership, which includes the whole video, back to front with nothing trimmed off in the middle, back in the wherever it may be. You get it all as a, you get it all as a video, which is pretty cool. You get the full episode as well, nothing cut from it. And then you also get extra bonus features, like a personal thank you from me and extra merch when we have it available. It's just a great deal. So if you're one of the first 20 subscribers, to our Patreon, you get that. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. You did you go to university? Yeah, but I didn't. Uh, uh, Where did you, you go to university? Uh, Bucharest. Bucharest, nice. Part of me kind of I didn't know if there was a stand. Yeah, yeah. part of, I kind of went to Bucharest. Kind of went to go to like a. Uh, you wanted to do stand up in Bucharest, yeah, so you yeah, moved yeah. there. That's like a big town. Did you have uni friends? Any of your high school friends transfer over to there? No, all my so there's the next to my town. There's the big town, yeah. And most most of my friends were like uh, not as most weren't like motivated people yeah. that's why they were my friends <laughs> so they went all, all and then they went to, to yeah. the university closest to their house yeah uh, and i went to bucharest because i kind of had that idea of the but i i didn't yeah mo- I, I remember moving to bucharest and 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 being being friendless for a while really yeah how was that not a, I think maybe that's when I became like an alcoholic, but not a not that bad. I didn't really mind yeah. it. I just kind of sometimes I would take the train to like to like my my uh, to Yash. Yeah. And then sometimes I remember just going from uh, uh, getting to the train station in Bucharest, going to my apartment, spending like six days in a chair in that apartment, and then going back to the train station. Oh my god! Going back to my hometown. How did that, how was that for you? Was that like, do you see that as like a dark period in your life or do you see that as like the way it happened? No, no, like a very positive. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when I sort of discovered I can have my days for myself. And that's when the dream of stand-up yeah. uh, became an ambition. Just wake up at, yeah, like at yeah. 10 a.m. and just do fuck all. Yeah. And then and then the, the idea that knowing that I should be at school and I'm not at school, that made it so much better. Do you sometimes want to enroll in schools later on in life just so that you don't have to attend? Yeah. Is there ever a dream like that? So when I went to when I went to America, yeah. I... Uh, I uh, 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 I had to en- enroll in like a school for the for the visa, visa. <laughs> and you didn't go to classes. No, I didn't go to class at all. But like one weekend, me and my my my, my friend, my from uh, Romania, from Romania, yeah, we both went to classes. He wasn't like in that <laughs> university. We just went to just kind of le- relive some old times. On a That's funny. Um, Saturday. <laughs> so then you you were in Bucharest for how long? I lived there for like ten years. Ten years. Give or take, yeah, yeah. So I, I left. I left my hometown was when I was nineteen. And so you were there till twenty nine. And I was there. Yeah, I think I came to London how, when I was twenty nine. Yeah. So how long were you friendless in Bucharest? I'm gonna say for the ten years. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no, no. So eventually, I got some like comedy friends. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I had some not. I don't think I had. Uh, I had eventually. So. Uh, I was friendless. I never, I never really uh, got along with anybody from from uh, university. Mm-hmm. We went on like a couple of nights out. We yeah. got drunk. We had fun, but that yeah. was it. I remember them sort of, yeah. not them really, but like I, I remember me sort of backing out a bit. Yeah. 
And then I also never showed up at university, and I never really had the same sort of worries. Yeah. I never really cared about how what's going to happen with the next exam. So, so it didn't really facilitate. Yeah, it was hard. For you kind of knew you wanted to do stand up, I presume. Yeah, yeah, I had that. So well. you also moved- I had like a big ac- like a thick accent, and I think I also learned that people do see people with a thick so, accent. So in, in Romanian, you had a thick accent. Yeah, yeah, I have a thick accent when I speak Romanian as and well. And people are very judgmental. I think I, I, I didn't know that, but yeah. I kind of learned that within like two years of this is. You guys perceive me different yeah. than people back home perceive me. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So then, when did you, you move to London in, in, when you were 29? 29, yeah. Um, then when did when did the America thing happen? Was that while you were in Bucharest still? Yeah, when I, when I was in Bucharest. So I, I didn't, uh, the way comedy worked, it's, uh, there's no comedy in the summer. Yeah. So I did fuck all for a couple of summers in a row. Yeah. But then I was, I, I, I was like 26 and I couldn't. It just, it just you couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, not, not that I couldn't take it, but I, I just felt like um, uh, I didn't really make enough money to to go on cruises. Yeah. Or like I, I had enough money to to get shit faced and have fun in Bucharest, but not enough money to go around the world and visit like the a world proper vacation. Like that. Yeah. So then you moved. So you were in America just for one summer. Yeah, uh, two summers in a row. Yeah. Um, where in America? Uh, L.A. L.A. You did stand up in L.A. Did stand up in L.A. Yeah. How was that? It was okay. Open mics are open mics. Yeah, open mics are open mics. <laughs> did you make any friends in uh, LA? Yeah, yeah, I think I did. But also now, because I don't have a visa, I just the idea of keeping in touch with them seems absurd to me. Yeah. I, sometimes some of them sort of, I see them at like, they, they visit London yeah. and we have like a little chat. So then I guess my, one of my questions I would want to ask is, is so you, you have all, the, you have like friends from different parts of your life. And you seem to throw them away when they're when they're not nearby or it's not worth investing into it. So this friend of you, who was the name of your friend growing up, the one that you sit you sat next to you in the chair? Oh, so he right now he lives in uh, Edinburgh. So, yeah. So I kind of I do. We still have a. We lost contact uh, when I started comedy because li- he used to live in in Yash, but then eventually he moved to Bucharest. Yeah. And that's when. So basically. Uh, uh, so this is probably your best friend I th- in the world. I have like. Yeah, I probably have like two or three best friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah and depending and w- what is what is it about them that you think makes them your best friend? Is it the history? Is it the values? What is it? It's a bit the history, a bit the value, and a bit the, I, I I really appreciate their input. Yeah, it's sort of like their input tends to be original, and I've yeah. sort of along the along the years I sort of yeah, and then we. Yeah, we have we and then the laughing. Yeah, yeah the laughing. Yeah. It's also that's nice. It's a that lot of laughing. Good. So then you moved to the UK when you were. So when I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna no. do this very quickly. I had like a lot of uh, comedy friends, and I yeah. learned uh, in in Romania that's it's they're friends, but they're also colleagues, and it's hard to separate that. Yeah. And I sort of, I, I I really learned that you need friends outside of your work. Oh, 100 percent. And that's when Tudor moved to Bucharest. Yeah. We really became best friends, and then we and now he lives in Edinburgh. So now we still we still have a chance. To you probably connect. see him when you go up to the fringe, right? Yeah, yeah, I live at his place when I go there. Oh, nice. Rent free or cheap rent. I'm gonna say rent free, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I feel guilty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For anybody who's listening, uh, Edinburgh rent is extortionately high during the French period. So Radu has got a sick deal. It's, it's there. the reason I'm I'm less angry at promoters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then you moved to the UK, 29. Uh, wh- why did you start to move for comedy? Yeah, yeah, I kind of. And were you scared of moving? No, no, I was ready. I kind of wanted to. Yeah. Like eventually, I kind of. You you go on all the streets in Bucharest and then yeah. you kind of do all the big roads in Romania and yeah. I was kind of yeah. I'm ready to I, move. I could like my career could have could have gone way better, but it it would still be the same the same road I would take to just a bigger a bigger gig. Yeah, so, yeah. that's uh, that's very poetic. 
Okay. Uh, I'll take that. You take that. I I, I went from a from like a uh, there's like a Miley Cyrus song. Uh, so I used to I used to get high a lot. I had like a different best friend. Really. Uh, then and he. Did you tell me the guy who always bunked off school, uh, drank a lot, also smoked weed. Yeah. Yeah. But I I discovered weed in Bucharest. We didn't oh, have okay. it back home, so yeah, it was yeah. like uh, weed was like a big twenties thing for me. Yeah. I got fat. I sort of. <laughs> Properly left that. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do any. I just. I had like days of just big gazes yeah. of uh, weed. So yeah, uh, you, it was fun for a while and yeah. big sort of everybody. A lot of people at my house. A lot of people high. Some yeah. of them I knew. Some of them I didn't. Yeah. Very fair. It's really enjoyable for a while. And then eventually you just sort of it does become the routine. But it's also the addiction, so it's hard to kick. Yeah. And I remember telling. I, I was kind of left with one friend, and he was like on the couch, and I remember telling him. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just kind of want to be part of something I don't know. And and he told me that uh, are you listening to Miley Cyrus? And I said yes, I am. <laughs> I had the tab open on my laptop as I was telling him that. Well, I, what Miley Cyrus song is that? I don't remember now. So were you a big Miley Cyrus fan? We were. We got into as uh, 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 the craziness highness. Yeah. That's when that's when Justin Bieber came out and the yeah. Alejandro. Yeah. So that was like two of the songs would kind of go crazy. <laughs> and, 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 and one of the Miley Cyrus' song, but I don't remember which one. The Climb, maybe? That was the big one. I can I can see it. I can sort of find it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, well, let's do the awful thing of playing the song on YouTube <laughs> through the microphone. Uh, so, yeah. So you moved to the UK at age 29. Okay. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I've got a little crusty in my eye. That's okay. I'm going to use the time to okay. clean up my eyes as well. So, yeah, if, if you're listening, uh, this is a, a great time for you to clean out your eyes too. <laughs> <laughs> so just if you've got to yawn while you're listening, you're not any distractions, now would be the perfect time to do it. Um, scratch your balls. Okay, scratch your balls, get that little itch, readjust. Um, so I worked when I was here. Yeah. I, had, I had like a warehouse job for a yeah. while. One day I just sort of, and the warehouse has like a big door. And yeah. I remember it was like around, it was just the first days of spring. And yeah. it was like one of the nicest days out. Yeah. It just then you could see through the big door. I was yeah. inside, but through the big door, you could see the nicest day outside. Yeah. And I just walked through the big door and I had the most amazing day ever. I never told, told anybody I left. I just sort of got up and left. Yeah. And then nobody... <laughs> nobody cared the next day. You came back the next day? Yeah, I came back the next day. And nobody day. noticed. I think people noticed, but they kind of just assumed I was somewhere else. They, yeah. could, they just assumed I couldn't find, they couldn't yeah. find me. They didn't assume I just left yeah. in the middle of the day. So you can still do that. You need yeah. to skip something. Yeah, you need to, you need to say fuck it to, to like a worry. You need to kick a worry out of your head, and that's how you get the feeling. That is such good life advice. Can <laughs> I say, I didn't expect that to come through, but there. But then when you, you tagged it on at the end and you said you need to kick a worry out. That's so true. Uh, you know what, that's, uh, it sounds weird, but that's so been so true for my life recently. I've just been over worrying. So I've, I think I've just got to kick something out. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if Take the way- Take a nap when you shouldn't. That's the best nap you could ever have. I like that idea of bunking off a worry. I think with the way you do it of just completely neglecting responsibility maybe isn't the way it works for everybody. But there are some... I but mean, I still sort of... like I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Yeah. So I, so I neglect responsibility. But I, I, you also kind of find out uh, how much of the responsibility out, out there is kind of useless. Yeah. And how much your presence is really worth. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of find the solace in realizing you're not important. In, in, in certain activities. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But also mostly certain activities. I, I just feel like it's just people 
I know it's just a lot of forms that if you don't fill out, nobody's gonna no, nobody just, notices. Yeah, and when you fill out, nobody they go nowhere, but yeah. they're just sort of there, so they make sure that we kind of know about the rules and what yeah. what corridor we should take. And yeah, I think that I think that's very true. That's sort of that the attitude in life of just going like. There's so many times where if you do the wrong thing or you do something selfish and people go, you can't do that. And then you just go, why? And they go, because this happens. And you go, yeah. And if that happens, and they go, oh, damn. You know what I mean? There are, yeah. there are so many occasions where you can just not do the thing you're meant to. And people just figure it out. I, I think I had an argument at work recently once where we needed, we needed, this, we needed this thing and somebody just wouldn't give it up. So then I just, so I just, I knew we had plenty of this object that we needed for work. So I just uh -huh. took them and then they were like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I just have because we needed it. Like this isn't, and you're not, you know, you're not, yeah. you know what I mean? And then people just make do. Yeah. And I, and I hate being that person. I hate being an out, but there are some times in life where you just have to just go and you just have to go fuck it. Like this is the way it is, and you just figure this shit out. I worked one of the other job I had here was in a, in a hotel, and one, yeah. of, one of the receptionist name was, na was named uh, Velma yeah. from Lithuania. I I laughed with her so much. Yeah, and some, I, I I don't know where she is. I would like to say hello somehow. Yeah, but I remember one day he kind of, she kind of. Uh, uh, there's like a big sort of sneakers that you have to pay for, like yeah. two pounds. You need to buy it's like two pounds of sneakers. Yeah. And uh, one day she asked me, "Do you want a sneaker?" Yeah. And I said, "I don't want to pay two pounds for the sneakers." Uh, and she said, "Yeah, I know it's two pounds, but sometimes I just take." That little line so stuck into my head. Sometimes I'm just gonna take. Nobody's gonna count the sneakers. Where the yeah, fuck? Exactly. What, what world are we living in? Yeah, a casual bit of shoplifting, casual <laughs> bit of stealing. It's you know, it makes life a bit more exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I gonna? See, so, yeah. So um, I have some actual like pre-written questions. Okay. Uh, because I, I, I we've learned a lot about your life, and so now I want to learn a little bit more about your life in the context of certain friends. Okay. Um, so we talked about your first friend. We sort of got that. Your best friend. Uh, okay. We we got into that already. And good. Um, was there a moment in your life when you were a shitty friend? Hmm. Good question. I need to think about it. I'm I'm sure there was. Obviously yeah. there was. I don't really. <laughs> obviously there was. Nothing really comes to mind. Yeah. I tend to. F yeah. I don't like. I just like to think that when people push me, I push back. But other than that, I don't. Like go out of your way. Yeah, I don't go out of my way. Yeah. I've been like a shitty boyfriend. Yeah, shitty boyfriend, absolutely. But that's because that's because the relationship is way closer, and that's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Uh, but Do you think there's an element of sometimes everyone's been a shitty partner? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You have to be. Cause it, it's even the thing of as, as, I, I I need to bring that joke back, but uh, I haven't ever finished it. But it's the period between when you when you start thinking about breaking up and and the actual doing it. Yeah. You you kind of need to to kind of push walls a bit to kind of see where you where you're standing. Yeah, I think there's also something about I think relationships are t tough because you're there's no like it's it's difficult to keep the mindset you you always value being the, the a good relationship is you you value being alone but you you value it's more fun to be with the person okay. and that's why you stay with them right is because of that um but then it's that tricky thing where you have to balance that with also wanting to be an independent person so i think that's often when people are you know there's like actual shitty shitty behavior like cheating and stuff like that like that's but i'm what i'm talking about shitty you know what i mean like like nothing to break up the relationship but you will like piss off your partner a bit and i also felt like with the cheating that's sort of like a like a tree falling in the woods situation do you think if you don't 
If if it don't get caught, is that really cheating? I uh, no. I I think that's not you it. Think it is. I think it's um. I think you're lying to the person. Oh yeah, yeah. Like now I'm now I'm sort of over it, and now I'm sort of like I. I, I what Have I'm, you cheated on a partner? It's not. It's not like a relationship podcast. When you start a relationship podcast, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna disclose that. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't we want should to... cut this part out because I think I, it doesn't make me look like a nice person. It just makes me look like a rational person, <laughs> <laughs> which is something you don't want to be. Yeah. So um, I'll ask you about the UK, and then we'll go on to our friend in need section. So when you okay. moved here, you moved here at 29. You had uh, what was one of the first friends you made in the UK. Was that kind of true about the, the th you know, having a group of friends, having to get rid of one? Was that kind of true when you moved here? A, a, a bit, yeah. That's when I, that's when I wrote it. Was yeah. uh, was me sort of pondering, pondering yeah. that more or less. Mm -hmm. I want to say this when I left Romania. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I did, I did like a little, like a little uh, a tour with uh, uh, for American uh, military bases with like some, uh, some some English and some American comics. Yeah. So we just we we drove around the country. That was like the last thing I did. We drove around the country for a couple of uh, yeah. uh, for a couple of days, mm -hmm. for like a week. Yeah. And then uh, uh, we started in Bucharest. I picked everybody up from the airport. Uh, when the tour finished, I drove everybody up from uh, to the I drove everybody to the airport. It was like five sort of uh, times going. Yeah. And by the time I took the last person to the airport, I told him. Uh, well, you're you're the last friend I have in this country. I, I honestly feel like I feel like I left when I had like zero friends. <laughs> I just sort of I was yeah. I was good with friends when I, yeah, I sort yeah. of it was like a complete arc of making them and and, and sort of stop hanging out with them because yeah. I knew I was gonna live. That's Eve. that's fair. So for everybody listening, this is the friend in need section. This is a section of the show where you, the listeners, can get involved by sending in your friendship-related questions or just general life questions. If you are a person uh, who is a friend in need, so a friend of the podcast, you like the show, and you need some help with something, you can submit to our Google Docs form, which is always in the description of the episode, uh, or it's on my uh, uh, Twitter and my Instagram. You can find it there. And so these are some questions that have come from listeners okay. who need a little bit of help, Radu. Okay. And they've, uh, they've come and they've asked for some help. I'm ready. So this is uh, this is one from a guy called M. Okay. He didn't want to give his real name, I guess. Uh, and he wrote, uh, lost my original content form. So short version is, how can we normalize letting go of friendships as adults without hurt or drama in the spirit of friendships being for either a season, reason, or lifetime? Okay, so just don't talk to the other person and the other person is going gonna, is gonna to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just need to not reply to a person for a while. That's and they figure it out. And also, having said that, sometimes I, I I don't reply, and it's actually because I'm like I'm just kind of in a different headspace. But mm -hmm. I, I value them, yeah. but just not I, I'm just not in the good headspace of valuing them at that point. So it, if 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 I'm gonna say if somebody doesn't reply to you, don't take it as like a sign yeah. that that person doesn't want to be friends anymore. So this is what I would say. I would say if once you make a friend, it's they're a friend for life. Yeah, but. A good friend is a friend you only talk to like once every five years. <laughs> it's not a good friend is someone who you could only talk to once every five. Yeah, years. yeah. Not, and, and <laughs> you have to. That's your rule. You have to talk to them once every five years. But you can just yeah. yeah you, you can let it go and you can pick it up again. Yeah, I yeah. I agree with that. Maybe what do you think about this? So this is quite popular now on social media and, and crap. Is uh, this idea of like letting go of friends? This idea of letting go of toxic friends. What do you think about all that? No, I'm not. I don't. I no, I have like friends I don't hang out with anymore, yeah. but not like on social media. I don't yeah. really like delete somebody off of social media. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't think that. I, yeah, I think if you if you have too many toxic friends, you're you're a you're a bad person. <laughs> what do you you're, think? Do you think you should, we should normalize letting go of friendships? If you feel that you don't want to be friends with somebody anymore, should should that be acceptable? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't see how that's how people f- just yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Do it, yeah. I I think this in the question, and I thank M for uh, for writing it. Is uh, how can we normalize letting go of friendships uh, as adults without? I think if you want to let go of a friendship, because we've had a few questions like this before, yeah. just write honestly why you're letting go of it to the person. I think the worst thing you can do is if for whatever reason you don't want to be friends with that person, don't drag it out. Yeah. Just say, look, I don't want to be friends with you because this and this and this happens. Because sometimes some people are shitty friends okay. and you want to let go of them. But I th- we've had a few questions like this, and I will say, just be honest. Communicate, okay. get that across, oh, and I then have, it's all good. I don't agree with that because I feel like really? the second you, you be, you're honest about what bothers them about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, about them. They'll you be honest s- about what... Yeah, and yeah. you start working on it and you become friends. Yes, exactly. No, and you just need to let go and kind of and kind of feel like, well, I don't have well, time. But surely, you know, that, that's better then because if you, be, if you work on it and you become friends... Then you've saved the friendship. But wasn't the point to get rid of the friendship? <laughs> yeah, but maybe the point could be to get rid of it, but then you can end up saving it in the process. I, I I think it's also yeah. There's a, there's a finite amount of friends that we can have. So if you decide you don't want somebody, just let them go. Yeah, and you need to also have you need to constantly have room for a friend in your life. Yeah. You can't you can't be full. You got to be like a. Did you ever play Pokemon? Uh, no, I was like a generation older. Oh, okay. Well, in Pokemon, you have six Pokeballs. Okay. That you can carry around maximum, but oh. if you 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 gotta leave one Pokeball space free. So if okay. you catch one in the wild, you can take it with you. On exactly. Your uh, this comes from this comes from Jay. Okay. His name is Jay, all the way from Manila. Ooh. This is quite exciting. And he says, "My dream is to do grad school and move to the UK. But as an Asian, gay, fat, and really anxious person, I'm afraid that I will not be able to fully enjoy the experience, given the general homophobic, racist view that I think most people in the UK have." Any advice you could give to me to go for my dreams? Oh, just move to the UK and you're gonna find non-homophobic people to hang out with. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. Why the idea that if somebody doesn't like you, you can't enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's sort of, I think that's that's a crutch we're kind of uh, we're kind of carrying around with us. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable with people people disliking not liking you. me. Yeah, yeah. I think especially people disliking you for things that like aren't your choice. Yeah, you know? exactly. You, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So just just put it out of your head. Yeah, I will. Say, I will say Jay from Manila, which is it's very cool that he's living all the way there, and, and he yeah. uh, he said he found his um found my stuff on YouTube. So thank you, uh, thank you very much for uh, uh, submitting that. I think there's, I think often the f- you know it's like when you're a kid, the fear of something happening is greater than it actually when it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's an element of like. It's it's gonna be okay, Jay. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna get here, especially if you're going to look at university. You being a fat gay Asian man will work to your advantage. People oh, yeah. are gonna love you. The people are gonna be charming. I bet you're charming. I bet you're charismatic. You yeah. know, in in all the stereotypes I could throw on a fat gay Asian man, uh, you'll be fine. Yeah. You really will be fine. And um, I think it's. I you had. Did you have any anxiety moving to the UK? Not necessarily. I knew it was yeah. gonna be shitty for a while <laughs> and fine after that. <laughs> I loved when he wrote in the question, he said, you know, the UK is racist and homophobic. And I was like, well, this man's really done his research, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he really knows the country's moving too well. I think it depends where you're moving. If you're moving to London, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, that you're going to have maybe every once in a while you're going to meet someone who's a piece of crap. But, you, you know, that's going to, I'm sure that happens in Manila as well. So there's no, um, there's no thing. At the end of the day, just, just go for it, Jay. I think it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited, though, that someone <laughs> from fucking Manila wrote in, and this is his question. Uh, but 
Yeah, we're gonna, if, you, if, you, if you move to Manila here, you can be on the podcast. Can yes, exactly. <laughs> if you move here, then you can be on the podcast, Jay. How about that? Um, and that's only valid for the, fir- from the fir- for the first person from Manila. That's right. Yeah, exactly. We get one person from each country. <laughs> now you'll be fine. I, uh, I hope that your anxiety is not too bad, though, um, if, you're listening, if you listen to this. I hope his anxiety is not too bad that he can overcome this. Um, but yeah, you just got to go for it. Yeah, I think yeah. you just gotta you gotta go for it and then see what happens. Yeah, I think it's very much you know what you gotta do. I think I think he should just maybe he's planning to fly here or whatever. Okay, apply for it and then do what you did at that warehouse. You know, just walk out those doors, leave his family behind. Yeah, and just go for it. Whenever you're uncomfortable in a place, just leave for a bit, come yeah. back, decide. You're gonna, there's so many places in the UK. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find some shitty ones and and even if you find a place where you're enjoying yourself, you can always move somewhere where people hate you. You know. Yeah, and it's actually important to keep switching between the two yeah. because even the place that you enjoy yourself in, eventually that place is gonna get sour. So you're you're gonna need to have the life skill to find a new place. So it's good to kind of it's good to le- it's good to leave while the while the things are still good. Yeah, I think. So Jay, no matter what, whether you're enjoying yourself or not, you're gonna have a shitty time. Yeah, <laughs> and also be ready for the next step in life because that's yeah. gonna come either way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just have a have a packed suitcase, <laughs> use it to come here, and then keep it packed. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's uh, that was Philip and friends, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Alado, for being on. Uh, cheers. Thanks for having me. I honestly, really did enjoy it. And yeah. yeah, I didn't have a drink, and I don't forget not having a drink. So that's yeah. good. It's a good uh, is there anything you want to plug at the end? Oh, I have like a website. I'm doing a show in Edinburgh. Yeah. Uh, it's called Pandemic. Yeah. And then I have a website. It's called Raduisak. Yeah. Dot uh, com, and you can, yeah. I have like I put all my shows there. And yeah, please come to shows. I'm doing a top secret preview on the 28th of April. That was Philip and Friends, a podcast hosted by Philip Kostelecki. Our guest today was Radu Isak. Philip and Friends was produced by Ollie. Yeah, boys. Courtesy of Vauxhall Podcast Studios. Theme song and outro music written by Fred and produced by Georgia Johnson. Get involved with the podcast by subscribing and supporting us on Patreon.